Hi everyone and welcome to episode 6 of Her Ikigai. On this episode of Quarantine Time Reflection, I share some of the things that I'm really proud of myself for achieving this year. So keep listening and I'll let you guys know all about it. Hi everyone, Um, I hope everyone who's listening is well and healthy and safe and I hope you're all coping, coping in your own way um, and just finding ways to manage during this time of uncertainty. Um, I wanted to record an episode today to talk about things that I'm passionate about because recently I've kind of been feeling like, you know, I'm stuck in a limbo you know, during this time when you're not going outside, it can kind of feel like you've lost a sense of time. Um, And I just wanted to record to remind myself of the things that I'm passionate about and things that I want to do after hopefully all of this is over. Um, Just share a bit of positivity. um, Because I realized that I made this podcast to talk about the things that I'm passionate about, uh, you know, to talk about my ikigai and, you know, how I want to go through this journey. Um, but I haven't really spoken about it. Uh, I haven't shared that with you guys as well. So I thought I'd do that today because uh, I kind of started to feel like over the last few weeks I was losing a bit of motivation. Um, and today I just got off a call right now um, that kind of just got me really inspired again. And um, I thought, you know what, I'm feeling really inspired today. I'm going to record something as well to share it with you guys. Um, and so the call that I just had was with someone from my previous university, from my university, um, who works as a careers consultant. Um, and so this, the way that this happened was I went to an alumni event a few weeks ago, well, a few months ago. Um, and I was a speaker on the panel talking about my own experience and things that I've done. So I'll talk about that in a bit in more detail. Um, and there I met um, an individual who works um, in the careers team. And I was telling her about, you know, my current experience and how I'm finding things. And the fact that, you know, I don't really know whether this is the career that I want for myself. Um, and, you know, these are the things that I'm actually passionate about. And it was really nice because I had this conversation with her and she was saying, you know, it'd be really good for you to have... Um, a conversation with one of the careers consultant but you know ask her about her actual job and what she gets up to and maybe see whether that's something that you'd be interested in and I thought yeah that'd be actually a good shout and then you know the, this whole coronavirus situation came about and things became a bit more complicated um, and it has got in in the way of a lot of things like I was planning to have a lot of guest speaker sessions as well and you know because you can't meet people face to face I can't really record things face to face I'm trying to find ways to work around that um, so we just had um like an e-introduction today and it was just really nice like um you know I spoke to her about my own experience and the reason for why I'm kind of thinking about um a career in consultancy now and it was just nice like being able to relate to someone so I'll share that in a bit anyway um but yeah um the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I spoke to a few, um, like it's really nice when you guys reply back to me and say, you know, oh, um, I really relate to what you've said. Um, and some of the people who have replied back have been younger, um, you know, girls as well, who are currently in their, you know, in college or in their final year of uni and having the same worries. And, you know, one thing that they've, some of them have said is that, you know, like, I'm really scared that I won't find what I'm passionate about. And how did you find it? So I'm basically going to talk about now like the things that I've done and how I figured out what I'm passionate about. So when I was in um, uni, 
when I was in college, um, I had three geography teachers. And when I started my first year of uni, um, two of those teachers had left. And there was one teacher um, behind teaching the kind of um, course. So he basically uh, messaged me and said, oh, you know, um, we would love for you to come back to the college to teach a mod like teach some of the course after school uh, to a class of about five or six students. And at the time, it kind of felt like it was a bit of a hobby. It didn't really feel like a job to me because I already knew these um, students like they were in the year below me. So they kind of already felt like friends in some kind of way. So it didn't really feel like a burden or anything like that. Um, and when I was teaching them, it was really nice because I kind of felt like an older sister to them in some kind of way. Um, you know, teaching them the module and like teaching them, you know, geography, like which is something that I love anyway. So teaching them that, it didn't feel um, very difficult. Like I love teaching them, you know, the concepts and theories that I was even learning at uni you know, teaching them case studies and exam content and, you know, practicing past papers, like that was all stuff that I actually enjoyed doing. But at the same time, it was like, I would get questions from some of those students like, oh, you know, how do you apply for a job? How do you, um, you know, answer questions in an interview? Um, they'd ask me like, oh, you know, what advice do you have for, for us to get work experience? Do you have any suggestions of how to get work experience? And, you know, like I, growing up, I did use a lot of you know organizations um to get that kind of support like there are so many organizations and charities out there but i you know you know i use bright network um seo london the brokerage these are just some of them um but some students like they they are you know they don't have they don't always have the guidance there to know about these things like when I think about my own situation and like growing up as the first kind of child in the entire family um a lot of these things I did have to find by myself and learn about by myself um and so I really enjoyed that experience of just speaking to them and just giving them advice and things that I wish I had known when I was their age and then when when my first year of uni finished and you know this whole um tutoring thing finished I realized I want to work part-time but I don't know whether I would be able to work in retail just because of how like you know high high how much of a high pressure environment that can sometimes be um and I don't know where, whether I'm made for that but I do I did enjoy tutoring and maybe I want to go into private tu tuitioning so then I became a private tutor and you know I just taught a few students here and there to get my own pocket money and again that didn't feel like it was like a job job it kind of felt like something that I did to get a little bit of money but at the same time I enjoyed um, and again it was like teaching these young kids but like being able to be this person that gives them a sense of um, direction like they would speak to me and they would say miss I want to become this when I grow up and I'm like yeah you know like this is what you you can do it and you know like just it felt really nice to just basically just sit with them and really see what these kids can do when they're just given a little bit of hope like it's so easy to just say like yeah no you have to become a doctor you have to become a lawyer but some of these students like some of these kids are like yeah I want to grow up and I want to become an astronaut and it's like when these kids are young you have to allow them to shape their imagination you you should allow them to kind of like have these dreams and you know like if you want to become an astronaut then fine you can become an astronaut focus on your sciences as well and it's like finding a way for them to encouraging them to follow their dreams because even then when they grow up and they don't become you know this astronaut or whatever it is it's like at least they considered it and they didn't completely block it out just because they thought no I have to become a doctor because my mom and dad want me to become a doctor 
um so that was like really nice and um you know it was it was nice to see that the parents appreciated it as well because um they would just kind of like come back and say oh you know um so and so did really well in their class today their teacher said that their behavior has improved really well and i feel like this has played you know um this has been you know quite a bit due to the influence that you've had on them in terms of like them being able to open up to you in many ways that they haven't to us and I, I just really enjoyed it but i never really thought of it as a job for myself it, it was just something that i enjoyed um, and then uni finished and like I said before I initially wanted to take a gap year to really figure out what I wanted to do um, I wanted to travel maybe a little bit I always wanted to kind of volunteer abroad so I thought maybe I could try and persuade my parents to let me at least for a month or maybe a week um, go abroad and you know teach a few students see whether that's something that I enjoy um, but it's always been something on my list and inshallah I still get to do it I'm not ruling that off I still want to do that at some point in my life but like I wanted to use my gap year to really just sit down and brainstorm what I want to do but at the same time it's like sometimes that can also be a difficult thing when you're not if you're not you know if you don't have a job and you're not um, working even part-time that can quite be you know difficult and that might have been worse for me because I would have had a different level of um, anxiety maybe I don't know it would have turned out whatever happens happens for a reason right so I didn't take that gap year. I ended up joining my graduate program. Um, and while I was doing, you know, like while I was doing my desk-based work, it's like even now when I'm doing my desk-based work, um, actually now it's okay. Like I feel like working from home has made me realize that I, I don't, it's not the work that I don't enjoy. I think it's more so the like corporate environment that doesn't really fit in with my personality and who I am um, and just how I like to be like I think I'm I, I enjoy having very open conversations with people and I feel like in the corporate world sometimes that gets very squished like you can't bring your full self to work all the time because sometimes that's seen as unprofessional like you kind of have to mold yourself into this um, person who's very formal very corporate very professional and sometimes that can feel like you're a completely different person from during your 95 life and that's a very long time to be someone that you're not um so yeah like sitting at home doing my work I feel very relaxed able to do the work and I feel like it's provided like validation for me as well of what I'm capable of doing uh, because I can do the cases and I can do the things that I need to do um, with the support that I need like using um, instant message if I need to but it's just like knowing that I can do things by myself when I'm not in the office as well and I feel like I'm a lot more productive when I'm at home because I'm so relaxed and I'm not having to kind of keep in check with my anxiety because it's not there at the moment it feels so much better but anyway like when I started my desk-based you know job um, I found myself like struggling on a daily basis to get through my daily tasks from nine to five like I would wait until five o'clock and then I would just be like okay five o'clock I'm done and it would feel very mentally straining like you know when you're not doing something that you don't particularly feel enthusiastic about um, it can sometimes feel like you're it requires so much more energy from you mentally and physically to try and get through the day but at the same time it's like I found myself really enjoying other things that were associated with my business but not related to my desk-based job um so I'm just going to talk through a few things that I'm really proud of myself for achieving or doing um over the last year that I've been working I can't believe it's actually been almost a year well almost a year it's eight eight months now nine months um but like um when I first started I kind of no started noticing these patterns um like I started working and then there were a few assessment days 
Um, and that was really weird because I volunteered to go to the assessment days, but like when I was younger, I would be the person going to these kind of like networking events and stuff and being the person speaking to these uh, representatives. And I just remember being like really timid, you know, being like really professional, asking these really like, um, like structured and well thought out questions that I had planned way before and like practice asking a million times. And I remember like feeling so nervous and thinking like these people are really special people. But then going to the assessment center and like being the person at these networking events that these students now come up to and speak to like having you know this shift of roles it's like it's such a weird experience but at the same time it it feels like a really nice privilege to have to be able to be in a position where you know what it felt like to be in the shoes of those kids just a few years ago and knowing how nervous they can be but also basically encouraging them by saying you know don't worry like I'm not as special as you think I am (laughs) like I'm not gonna have a say in whether you get the job or not so feel free to ask me whatever question you want to have and get that off off your chest like there is no silly question um you know because it's like when you're starting off new you can feel very scared about what question you're going to ask and how they're going to take you and how 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 people are going to perceive you within the work work environment but then when you make it on a human level where, where you kind of show them you know look I understand you're just another person um ask me things that you want to ask right now um it makes them really comfortable when they ask you things that you wish you had asked when you were younger as well like some of them ask you like oh you know what are the work hours like then oh you know do you do you get to go out with your colleagues on a regular basis um you know be honest about the work culture what do you think is the worst thing about this place it's like you wouldn't be brave enough to ask that question to someone if you went to a networking event um if that person didn't encourage you to do that like I think sometimes you need to be pushed to ask a few questions for you to make um, a sensible decision about whether you fit into that workplace. Um, So that was really nice, like going to that assessment centre and just being able to give them advice on, you know, this is what an assessment centre is like, this is what the do's and don'ts are, and this is what I've learned from, you know, previously not making it in an assessment centre, or this is what you do for an interview. So that was nice, like that was a nice um, event for me to go to right at the beginning of my graduate programme. And then I went to a few of those as well. But I kind of started to notice, like, during, while while I'm at my desk and I'm doing my work, I'm constantly thinking about, what's going to come towards like the middle of the day when I have this event like that was the thing that kept me going um and then we had like this um like Bright Network had this big um um kind of like event that they do every year where they have lots of different companies come and it's this massive networking event you get to go to all of these different stores and speak to these different representatives from all of these different companies and that was also like such a nice experience because I volunteered for that again but again it was like a few years ago I went to this Bright Network event but I was behind I was in front of the kind of stall going up to these different people collecting the freebies and like speaking to them and stuff like that but you know like wearing my suit and trying to be my best behavior and this time around I was behind the stall kind of like giving out the freebies and speaking to the students and it was just again like such a you know nice experience to have because when I when I was do, going to these events it's like it, I remember not being able to see anyone that looked like me like not seeing anyone that I could see myself in and so that made me a lot more aware of whether I th- I thought I could ever get into one of these places because when you can't see someone that looks like you you kind of think okay maybe people like me don't belong there 
but going to that event like this time and being able to shake hands with you know many different people of many different skin colors and just being able to show them look like I'm also you know someone who's not your typical you know white male figure but I'm here and I've made it it's kind of nice being able to show them that you can do it too um and I really like that like just you know being there to answer questions like then again it was really weird because kids would come up to you and shake your hand and just like kind of like treat you like you're someone big when you're not um but it was like you know they would ask you like oh so what is it like to work here uh what would you say the application process is like and then I'd be like okay now ask me questions that you actually really want to ask me that's like that burning question that you want to ask but you're too scared to ask and then it's that's when like when you encourage them to say that that's when they ask you things that they wish they could ask someone but they're too scared to um so that was really nice as well um like I felt like um it was it was it was it was just it was just really nice um like a lot of the students afterwards were like can I take your link name and contact you on LinkedIn and I thought yeah sure uh, but I didn't really think that they would um but that's what I mean like with my nine to five job it's like I'll come in at nine and I'll just look forward to five o'clock and it's like okay once five o'clock is here I'm out um but with these kind of things it's like it doesn't feel like a struggle um and I can literally do this until like 8 p.m and I won't even realize that time has gone by um like when I went to that Bright Network event I was the last person to leave from my company because I just enjoyed it so much I was just staying there and speaking to whoever came to my to my stall um, and then you know like there was this one day where I had finished an event and then I was walking home and I happened to check my email and I saw a LinkedIn message and it was like a message from a student that I had spoken to during one of the assessment centers and he was saying you know thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me um, I was wondering whether you could give me advice on this upcoming interview that I've got any advice that you would give related to you know how to prepare for an interview and it's like I had just finished working at five I, I, you know like normally you would kind of feel like okay I don't want to do anything related to anything after five o'clock I just want to go home and chill but when it comes to these kind of things like I feel like I could spend endless amount of time kind of just sitting with people and talking to them and giving them advice and support um, and the reason for why I feel like that is because I feel like I'm I can relate to the struggle that students experience from certain backgrounds when it comes to trying to really figure out your career. Like for me, I feel like the reason for why I am the way that I am today is because of the mindset that my parents have put into me. Um, like growing up, my, you know, my dad, he was, you know, he's currently an um, Uber driver and he didn't go to university he didn't you know get a degree um, and so I feel like in many ways you know people did doubt him um, and his you know ability to do things and so like for me like growing up I kind of saw that and it made me quite angry like I wanted to prove something to prove a point like you know um, so what if he didn't go to university he's raised a daughter who's managed to get herself into xyz and that's what kind of like shaped my mentality from a very young age so in year 10 um like I, I decided that you know I want to get into Canary Wharf I want to get into one of these big buildings um I don't really know what I want to do but I just want to get into one of those skyscrapers um so I joined like a mentoring program with KPMG um and 
we did like lots of different mentoring schemes kind of went into the office uh did lots of like practice interviews and you know just basic skills on like how to improve your cv and then from then i kind of like tried to experiment with what i want to do um and then in in college i kind of started doing the same thing like joined different mentoring programs found my own mentors um through just speaking to people um did lots of different like work experience but i i understand the struggle like i feel like when you come from a certain type of background you have to fight for yourself a lot more like you have to prove yourself a lot more um and it's like you can't sometimes it feels like you can't afford to be laid back and you can't afford to be lazy because time is not on your side in that kind of way like I don't know that's just the way that I kind of thought when I was growing up like when you come from a background where you're quite privileged you can afford to take a break or not get that work experience in your bag because sometimes your skin color plays at your in your favor um but for 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 students who come from like disadvantaged backgrounds you know i don't want to use the race card but it is that's just how the reality is like if you look at a lot of these places you still don't have enough diversity sometimes it does feel like it's a checkbox kind of like a tick box kind of thing like oh yeah we've got this amount of colored people now we're good um and it does feel like that like you know there isn't enough diversity in these places and you have to fight a lot harder to get in um you have to just get a lot more on your cv to prove a point you have to get those you know um a's and a stars and sometimes it it feels like even that isn't enough because even then you know like there are a lot of people who are you know um, unemployed or not just not seen as having the same potential um obviously it's changing so much more now and that's amazing but like you know previously that wasn't the case um like there are a lot of industries still today that that are very very much you know dominated by one kind of um group of people and there isn't enough diversity um but like yeah growing up I realized that there was a lot of struggle and which is why like for me um you know with my younger sisters it's like constantly pushing them to get their work experience in constantly pushing them to you know find things to put on their cv um you know encouraging them to like go to networking events well obviously i can't with my younger sister but with my um middle sister encouraging her to do that and i feel like that's what i enjoy doing like i enjoy doing that um with my sisters and it's something that i would enjoy making like into a career um so yeah i went to those events and i really enjoyed that um and then my business also has like this charity partner that we work with and so i i spoke to a few students like during a launch event on that and it was just really nice um like i spoke to this one um kid um and he was telling me how you know i'm not gonna disclose any kind of information that would allow you to you know identify him but just like in general kind of sense um this kid was telling me how like you know when he was younger he um he was involved with the wrong people he had the wrong friends and now he's about like you know um a bit older and he hasn't got his gcses but he he's realized that you know he's interested in engineering he likes cars um and he wants to you know have a career he wants to turn his life around but you know he just wishes that he hadn't made the wrong friends when he did and you know missed out on getting getting those grades and now he's worried that he won't be able to get a job because these things kind of stand in the way um but it was just like speaking to him and seeing his potential and the fact that you know he has this drive to want to turn his life around but there are so many obstacles in his way um like just being there to sometimes it's like you don't even need to hand someone a job you don't need to you know make a difference by you know recruiting someone it's just giving them a leap of faith like 
encouraging them to carry on doing what it is that they're doing um you know like there is the conventional route like oh you need to have work experience to get a job and you need to do this and if you don't get onto this program then you won't get work experience but for these students who don't have their GCSEs or they don't have certain certain things it's like you can't just you know tell them that you know the doors are closed for you now because that's what it can feel like like when you don't have a do when you don't have a certain uh qualification that that's it the doors are closed but I feel like in this generation we're trying to find ways to make opportunities for ourselves and I think for the younger generation as well it's like encouraging them to find ways to make opportunities for themselves when the conventional route is no longer the route for them um but yeah like I feel like I've had that experience on many different different kind of spectrums um so there was this other event that i went to um which was to do with um women who were previously convicted and are now trying to find employment so i went to this event and it was kind of like a volunteering event where you speak to uh, you go in and you're kind of like um a careers advisor which is where I kind of started to think about this uh, career path for me potentially in the future but you go in um, and I was really kind of like doubtful because I thought you know I'm only you know 21 I've only just recently graduated in what way can I be helpful to these women who are much older than me have have you know have so many life lessons of their own that I could I am possibly gonna you know need to learn from how is it that I'm gonna be able to go in there and advise them um so you know these women came in um like it was a it was a program to basically help women who have previously come out of jail to find employment again because you know like when we think of discrimination in the workplace and you know we think about race we think about gender you know, all of these things but there are so many fields that we don't really think about like you know how we discriminate against people who have recently come out of jail and the, if you look at the statistics the discrimination against women is a lot higher than you know men who have recently come out of jail um uh and so when I first went in to this kind of like room full of women um for this event like a lot of them were very shy and like really nervous really timid um and then throughout the day like they were encouraged to basically disclose um the reason behind why they were arrested and it's just um like it was a very eye-opening experience because for a lot of these women it was just like really petty things like you know like when you're younger like you feel tempted to go and steal a freddo or like you know like those alien crisps from those um like news agents right <laughs> i shouldn't be admitting this but like you know like when you're younger like you just get tempted to do really silly things so like sometimes you might actually go ahead with it and you know end up getting yourself um in trouble but it's like those things are quite minor but then in the future you know it has a massive impact on your employability um so how do you disclose these things to your um employer um your potential employer and uh, whether that could possibly affect whether you're actually going to get a job so you know like we had throughout that event um we we had a number of different workshops like one of them was to go around and kind of talk about things that make us very nervous just to kind of like warm things up and get used to talking about things that are quite sensitive then we did like an interview kind of um two practice interviews where that was this was quite difficult for me because I had to pretend to be an interviewer um obviously from like again it was that kind of switch of um roles previously being interviewed and now being the interviewer but you had to make it quite realistic as well like being quite um 
you know, like not showing empathy, being very kind of strict, um, you know, not showing your emotions in terms of like whether you ca- whether you feel sorry for them when they disclose um, their situation, um, you know, not kind of like um, getting up to hug them if they started crying. So that was really difficult, but kind of like asking interview questions and then at one point encouraging them to disclose the reason behind why they were convicted. Um, and I don't know, it was like a really emotional experience, but at the same time, it was very eye-opening. And I feel like it was a very good experience for me because I never ever thought about, you know, that field of, um, like that side of things. Um, but then again, it's like after all of this finished, um, I went back to the office and I was working and then I received an email and they were saying, hi everyone, you know, thank you so much for volunteering. Actually, we wanted to send some good news, which is that one of the ladies who came to the workshop felt so confident after, you know, the workshop that she applied for a job and she managed to get a job. And it was just like, uh, it was so nice. Like it was just like it's like when you hear something like that, it makes you so happy. You're just like, it makes you question whether you want to spend your time doing what you're doing or you want to do more of something that makes such a massive difference like that like sometimes I get scared because I'm like oh what what if this is just like a big ego boost for me but then at the same time it's like no I don't want to kind of like find ways to for myself to not do this like I feel like this is a good way for me to feel like I'm making a difference in the world like as a geographer studying geography I want to feel like whatever it is that I'm doing I'm making some kind of difference um and you know like just hearing that email and seeing that and feeling like you know I've made a difference today it, it felt so empowering and it felt so good um, and I just want to feel like that more often but yeah like so then I started reflecting like okay where do I want my career to go what do I want to do um and essentially I was thinking the reason why I want to get into CSR is because I feel like I I do want to work for a charity but sometimes it's like when you're working from the outside and you're trying to help people get in there's so much that you can do because you can help provide advice but then ultimately you're relying on these big organizations to then make the final move to then finally you know recruit them but with CSR and like being on the inside I feel like I have I don't want to say more of a power because I don't want to um kind of like disregard what charities do which is so important but I feel like it's like a bridge role to act like a bridge between these charities and to bring these you know students in to the organization which is why I'm kind of like reluctant to leave at the same time like I don't want to leave the financial institution but I feel like there's there's a different area that I can be more useful um so yeah like I just wanted to share this because I feel like I I kind of forgot at some point in my little bubble of isolation like what I'm really passionate about what I want to do Um, and I feel like you know being in quarantine it's such a good time for you to really reflect on who you want to be after you leave like your little bubble of isolation like were you happy with you know how things were going before you were you know before kind of like your ordinary life kind of stopped and for me like Um, if I'm being honest to myself like I was so miserable like I was genuinely so miserable um, just you know before this isolation thing like I realized that where my anxiety lies is in the office like 
it's not the work that I do, but it's more so the environment that makes me feel very tense and kind of like feeling very anxious on a very daily basis. Um, just kind of my heart starts beating so fast when I start thinking about <laughs> about going to work, like actually physically going to work. But the actual work that I do at home, I don't feel stressed. stressed. But it's a question of do I enjoy what I'm doing, which is obviously related to my ikigai. So reflecting on that, I've kind of, you know, been recently trying to think, okay, where do I want to go next? What do I want to do? But it's also reminding myself that whatever I do next, I shouldn't be so hard on myself. If it, again, it's not what I expected it to be. Um, like I'm just trying to encourage myself to experiment as much as I can while I'm young and, you know, try out different things so that I don't have any regrets. Um, and in the meantime, it's like if something doesn't work out, then to basically be happy with that as well, because at least I've learned something from it. Um, and that's something that I wanted to share with the young generation that are listening like um I would say like do I regret going on this graduate program and like the anxiety that I've got out of it and like you know how I was feeling at the beginning no I don't because I feel like I needed to go through this to figure out you know learn so much about myself I feel like I'm so much stronger in terms of my mentality and what I'm able able to do through going through some kind of hardship um Like I feel like I needed to have, you know, these panic attacks and this anxiety to really figure out how to respect myself and, you know, value my, what's important to me and just to listen to my, I guess, my reactions to things. Um, but yeah, like... I thought I just wanted to share some of these things that like I'm really proud of myself for achieving over the last you know a uh, few months um and I thought yeah I thought I just wanted to share a little bit of positivity during this time where things can be so intense and there's constantly you know negative news um going around just wanted to you know talk about something that's a bit more light um a bit more away from the world of corona um But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to that. I hope um, it helped you guys in some kind of way or inspired you. Um, please do let me know if there's anything that you would like me to talk about during this time. Um, I'm going to try and have some guest speaker sessions as well soon. Just once I try and figure out how that works. Um, but yeah, uh, take care guys and I will talk to you guys very soon. Bye.